Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host, Spencer Spillman. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. We're bringing you another episode here on Valentine's Day, Tuesday, February 14th. Uh, from the lovely home of our producer, Zach Ballard. Thanks for having us, Ballard. It is always our pleasure to host the podcast. I will be your host today. I'm Zach Chandonet, Spencer Spillman. Nowhere to be found today. He's uh, MIA, missing in action. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a strange day. We have not had any whereabouts or updates so far. So if you've seen a skinny six-foot, I mean a beanpole kid he's walking like around, seven. I'll give him six feet. Okay. I mean, he's already got no meat on the bone, so, you know, we'll give him that. Sure. But if you see him, let him know. He's missing a show. We miss him. But we're going to have a good show. We're going to have a great show. It might be our best show ever. Quite possibly. We know. But uh, as always, we are sponsored by the beautiful, the delicious Strangeland Brewery. A beer for any occasion. A beer for all occasions. Um, and as we've been talking about for the past couple weeks, Ballad, we got our second anniversary party for the brewery coming up this Saturday, the 18th from five to 10, uh, 20 bucks gets you a ticket, thousand dollars gets you the golden ticket, uh, with a lot of goodies involved there, but, uh, 20 bucks gets you in the door. We got limited release glassware, a couple beers to fill you up. We got some barbecue beer infused. It's going to be good. Uh, and to top it off, a slice of beer cake. They got live music. They got a DJ out there. Uh, and there's going to be some beer poking going on. Um, and that's always a good time. I can tell you from experience. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to bring my washer boards out there. See if I can't get a washer board con- uh, tournament started. Maybe maybe I'll hustle, uh, hustle a little washers out there. Yeah, get a little. It's going to be good. I think we'll get a little brand recognition out there. I think it's gonna, so. I think it's going to be a good deal. I was thinking we should, we should definitely bring the microphones out there. See if we can't get some random interviews going. Maybe get... Adam, Tim, the owners, oh, on, yeah. the, on the mic for a second. We will definitely get something going. It's going to be a great time. How many tickets we got left, Ballad? There, there can't be many. Let's there, see. There. Uh, there's still one golden ticket left. Oh, one and of each. There is one ticket One left. ticket right now as of Valentine's Day. So if you don't got a date, there's one ticket out there for you. It's calling your name. It's going to be a good time. This yeah. is, I mean, sold out event. I feel bad for you if you don't already have tickets. It's yeah. going to be a blast. If you're listening to this now and you've missed your opportunity, we told you about it. Yeah. We've been telling you for weeks now. But uh, it's going to be a great time out there. You can give them a follow on uh, Twitter. They're at Strangeland Brew. Uh, we are always on Twitter, at SportsBuzzTX. I myself like to share a little, tweet a little, complain a little. Uh, I'm at FrenchBean89. 
Ballad likes to complain a lot, and it's good stuff usually. I'm, good, I'm good at complaining. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's at Z Ballad, and of course, our host, Missing in Action. We miss you, Spencer. It's just not the same without you. But he's at Spencer Sp- underscore Spillman. Is that one L or three L's? I can't remember. I can't remember either. It, it seems like it always changes in the spelling. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't. But, uh, yeah, so let's... Well, Ballad, you got a little little weekend recap? You, you've been you've been on the road, huh? I've been on the road. I went to, da- I went to Dallas this weekend. I uh, saw the family. Had work all day, uh, Monday and Tuesday, in the DFW area actually got home about 45 minutes ago in time for the podcast. I drove halfway across the state for it. Yes, um, so I'll say I'm a little bit tired. I am very unprepared and I'm not usually prepared for this at all, uh, but even <laughs> less prepared than I usually am. So um, if this doesn't go well, uh, we'll blame Spencer. Yeah. I mean, without our fearless leader, who are we to follow? You I don't know. know. It's going to be an interesting show, but uh, it's going to be a good one. And we can always guarantee that. So, uh, as the Black Eyed Peas say, let's get this party started. I'm down. Um, so, picks from last week, Ballad. How did we do? I know, I know, I got at least two right. I know I got at least two right. Well, seeing how we picked 16 games, that wouldn't be a good record. You sold yourself short. You got five of those games right out right. of the 16. Um, Spencer and Chad went 500. Eight for eight. It's not bad. I, on the other hand, 13 out of 16, if I was oh. betting money line, I'd be feeling pretty good um, as far as college pick'em goes. I'm getting pumped for March Madness. Yeah, too bad uh, Vegas doesn't have that pure pick'em book. Otherwise, uh, you'd be having a grand old time right now. Yeah, a lot of people would. Yeah. They wouldn't have so many shiny lights in Vegas if they had that. <laughs> but I tell you what, five, that's back-to-back weeks with five. I'm keeping that consistency line. Hey. Expectations start low. It can only go from here. That's what people that's like what, in, in, in someone, is just being consistent. Yeah, that's what I imagine. You know, don't surprise know. people. <laughs> we can't always be the all-stars, you know. Uh, speaking of consistent, uh, Texas basketball. Consistently mediocre at best. Yep. I will say. Um, last week we talked about it. Iowa State came into Austin. Um, our, our fearless leader, Spencer, of course, like always, switching his picks, changing at the last minute. I'm not going to lie, I feel like I kind of coerced him into doing that. I feel oh, like yeah. I was uh, quite persuasive in my argument and kind of walked him straight into that that uh, that, that flip-flop. You, you baited him really well. And uh, to be fair to Spencer, I had the game picked the same way that he flip-flopped to. So I got the pick wrong too. It's one of the one of the games I got wrong last week. That's but uh, you had it right. Yeah, You thought they, that the Cyclones were going to come into Austin and Austin, uh, Texas is going to take care of business. I stuck to our guns, and, you know, Texas basketball is one – it's one of those things as I've kind of watched them, you know, they're they're so up and down, but the attitude kind of never changes. It's one of those things that we really have kind of come to enjoy from watching this team develop because, I mean, if we're going to be honest, it's not a joy to watch them play basketball. But to see some of these guys kind of develop on their own has been really nice. And uh, they, they came to play again, you know. It's a, it's a short memory that this team seems to have. And uh, it's paying off for them. They're, they're sticking around in games, and they're they're winning close ones, losing close ones, but uh, they're learning a lot. But uh, after that Iowa State game, they went on the road to Stillwater. Wasn't quite the game they were looking for, though. Yeah, I was I was back at home, and my my dad went, my dad and mom went to UT, and 
my poor father watched that entire game, and it the whole thing was ugly. Yeah. They just did not look good. Um, the Iowa State game is probably one of the best games they played this season, and the Oklahoma State game might have been one of the worst. Yeah, uh, it was really sloppy basketball, and coming down the second half, they just looked misguided, man. It, it was bad to watch. Um, just wasn't a fun game in general. It was one of those you kind of count. I mean, props to your father, John Ballard, sticking through, fighting the good fight, living for his team. But, I mean, it's one of those games you have to chalk up to just put it put it behind us and let's move forward. Uh, got Oklahoma coming in – or, I'm sorry – they're in Norman tonight, so they're going to finish their Oklahoma trip. Um, they won a close one last time, 85-83 uh, in Austin. It was a, really a game of runs. What do you think this one's going to turn out like, Valid? So, they don't play very well on the road, so I, I, I don't think they're going to win in, in Norman. I think... I think the Sooners are going to be fired up after losing in Austin and going to want to get a piece of that back. And, you know, it's not the Red River rivalry, but, you know, there's still a lot of pride in the game. And I think it's going to be a a hard atmosphere to play in. And I I don't see Texas winning this one. Yeah, uh, it's just two really bad teams in the Big 12 going at it again. But they're they're going to treat it like they're both tops. Um, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be really similar to the way it was last time. I think it'll be a game of runs. Oklahoma's got some good senior leadership, um, but I like what I've seen out of Jared Allen recently. Uh, Andrew Jones has come come to play. Eric Davis has been playing really well lately. I think they got a shot in this game. Um, I'm not sure if they can win it. They, they've played some tough games on the road so far this year and have come up short. This could be another one of those games where it's hard fought, they're in it the whole game, and then they just come up short with some key mistakes down the stretch. I got I got to pull for the Longhorns though. I I gotta go with them um, going on the road. I think they can pull this one out. Don't get me wrong. I will be rooting for the Longhorns to bring up a <laughs> W. I just am not willing to predict it or bet on it for that matter. That's very fair. I wouldn't bet on Texas basketball for anything. That's right. It is not good. But uh, another good game that we had last week. Another one that I got right. There you go. Oregon came to UCLA after shellacking Arizona at home. Arizona, a team who beat UCLA in LA just a few weeks back. UCLA down most of this game to Oregon. They look complacent. They look like they weren't going to fight in this game. And then all of a sudden, Lonzo Ball and the rest of the Bruins showed up to play. Pulled this one out, a really, really close game, and won 82-79. to 79. It was uh, it was quite a barn burner. Um, did you catch any of this, Valid? You know, I caught the first half. Uh, West Coast games past my bedtime. I didn't make it through to the end. I caught the highlights. This is one of the games that I missed last week. Well, one of the only three. Um, yeah, but... this, this was after that Duke-North Carolina game that had everybody going crazy. <laughs> yeah, picked, picked, uh, picked it right in the... In the podcast and bet it wrong the next day. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Uh, too many strange lands. Uh, it's a beer for any occasion, but it'll get to you sometimes. Yeah. So the the thing that scares me about this is the Ball family is going to be around for a while. You know, you saw the the highlight of of the younger Ball you know, putting up ninety two in the high school game. Lamelo for the second time he's put up ninety plus in a game this year. And it seems like they're all going to flow over to UCLA. They're going to be good for a while. Yeah, the uh, the middle brother's already committed to UCLA, and the younger brother, LaMelo, is verbally commit. They're going to be a staple of the Los Angeles area. 
Uh, I heard an interesting thing the other day talking about Lonzo Ball going to Phoenix to go to the Suns. Hmm. That would be interesting to keep him kind of in the desert, in the L.A. area. That would be a really interesting thing to add to uh, to a pretty decent Suns team, honestly. If UCLA wins a, a March Madness title, um, I don't know the official name for that. March Madness title sounds good, though. Um, do you think they'll rename a street in L.A. Ball Street? Do you think they'll, do you think they'll name some a building after them, after that family, after the all the, the the victories they bring to them? I think it would be incredible to watch all three of them win a national championship of their own, <laughs> and then they would have to name the the arena after them for sure. I you mean, have to. At that point, that's just common courtesy. And if I'm a high school kid and I'm getting recruited by every best college in the country. I want to play at Ball Stadium. I want to go ball at Ball Stadium. <laughs> That's a great recruiting tool. That would be perfect. It would add a lot to UCLA and what's already a, a storied program. Uh, it's just a great university, honestly. They win a lot. But uh, something else happened in this game that was real interesting, which is going to lead us into one of our new segments. Uh, I think we're going we're gonna to try and keep this going. It's yeah. obviously new, but uh, these have been real fun over the past. This shouldn't be funny. But in uh, one of the uh, performances in a TV timeout, I believe, the uh, cheerleaders and dancers from UCLA took the floor, put on a good show, and then right at the end, one of the cheerleaders takes a tumble from the top of the formation, lands on her rump, and, hits, that's, not, hits, and that's not the funny part. Hits that her part head pretty hard. I mean, this was a terrible fall. Oh, oh God. It, it's it's kind of tough right to now. watch. But... Then there is some sort of coordinator with the team that has on this headset and all this gear, and he is carrying her off the court for whatever reason. I honestly don't know why he has to carry her. Steps on like a bag or a seat, some some weird thing on the floor, and then he drops her. He falls face first, carrying her. Oh my god! She takes another fall, slams her head again. Oh, that's just tough to watch. And and it shouldn't be funny, but you think if you're going to help somebody, you help them. You don't throw them on the ground again. Oh, God. The thing, Sh- the, shame on this guy. The, the thing I don't understand about this is when she fell, she clearly hit the back of her head. So if anything, she might have a concussion. I don't, I'm not really an athlete anymore, but last time I checked, concussions don't affect your legs. Like, why did they have to pick her up? Sure, it was a noble move. If that's a student athlete, I'm sure he is looking uh, oh. to make friends with this lady at some point. But, God, like, you could not have messed that up more. And he almost takes out the ACL of one of the dancers as he falls. He, he goes crashing in, man. I, I mean, shame on this guy. It shouldn't be funny. It isn't funny. I hope she's okay. But this guy is a clown and needs to go to clown college. Yeah, we will, uh, we'll post this on social media um, so everyone can see what we're seeing. Uh, but again, this should not be funny. I, I hope if this guy gets married, his wife does not let him carry her through the threshold just because she's seen what happens when he carries women. This guy shouldn't carry groceries. <laughs> he has no business carrying anything. He is all over the place. But uh, that's, gonna that's, be a, fun that's segment. a pretty good one, you know. It shouldn't be funny, but we're going to bring that back. I'm looking forward to looking for things that should not be funny. I think I'll see it. I'll know it when I see it. It'll be obvious. And and obviously when she gets better, hopefully she can find humor in this. We should send her flowers. I don't know her name or how to get in contact with her, but... We can find the UCLA cheerleading address and figure this out. The internet 
is a great thing. The internet can be a great thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but let's keep it rolling, Ballad. Uh, let's get into a little bit of You Good With That? Yes, You Good With That. Our first story for You Good With That, um, Ca- the University of California in uh, the Kansas Jayhawks end talks over a potential home and home over LGBT laws. We saw this happen in North Carolina where uh, the All-Star game got canceled there and a handful of other sporting events. Um, I got to ask you, Zach, are you good with that? I'm going to be good with this. Um, I think the school is standing up for something uh, bigger than them, bigger than their student-athletes, and I think they're showing support to those student-athletes that are part of this community. And in large, they're, they're making strides to... I guess better the community and be a little bit more progressive in how we approach life in general. It is more than just a game, um, and I think the university understands that. This is just a hot, a hot button issue all over the country right now. Every state is trying to figure these things out. Texas is in the middle of trying to figure theirs out as well as we go through a legislative session, and it's it's a lot to take into consideration. You know, I mean, obviously everybody wants to look at the bottom line of this, but. The other big issue is that this affects people. This affects the people that attend these events and come to your state and come to your city. And, you know, Cal's Cal's standing up for something that's just a general thing that they have going on. And um, I'm good with this. I, I think it's a good step. Um, you know, I, I agree with a lot of what you just said. And I have LGBT friends who... You know, I support them and everything that that cause is fighting for. But when I saw this story, my first thought is that I am not good with this. Because at the end of the day, it's a basketball game. And that's what it should be. You're taking away a few things. You're taking one the, from the student-athletes, the, the opportunity to play at a really high level, to play a really exciting out-of-conference game for the future. And you're taking that also away from the fans. Um, the fans didn't write these laws, they don't implement these laws, and, uh, sure, they may have voted on them, but they have very little to say about it. Um, I don't know if anybody really wins here. Uh, I don't think that LBGT is super excited that Cal and Candace aren't going to play a home-and-home home for the next few years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know that Cal and Candace fans are upset about it, so for me, although I agree with a lot of what you just said, and I support the cause... In this, in this scenario, I'm not good with it. Yeah, and I think it's one of those weird things that, you know, we're obviously going to be talking about this because, I mean, there's members of both sides of it that are obviously involved in all these sports. And, and at some point, you're trying to find a balance. You're trying to make things work. And, and you're trying to enjoy what the whole point of what we're doing is. And that's playing a game. And it's for the love of the game. But it's one of those, it's one of those tightrope things. And I think it'll be... It's going to be a tightrope for a long time. Unfortunately. Um, our next, you good with that, uh, the Big 12 is going to withhold future revenue from Baylor until it's assured of its tr- uh, of changes based on all of the things that have been happening at Baylor. Uh, Zach, this seems obvious, but are you good with that? Yeah, you know, I, we saw this a little earlier as we were prepping for the show this week, and it's interesting, you know, the, the Big 12 is going to hold 25% of some of the current distributions and future distributions as well uh, from the conference to Baylor um, until they get their shit figured out, honestly, and I'm absolutely okay with this. This is a really good thing. Um, you know, business is business, and if you're going to make this all about wins, 
and all about improving your your program quote um and you're worried about the bottom line the big 12 is taking a step to affect that bottom line i think it's a great thing you know i mean you got to implement change you got to show that you're willing to strive for progress and i think putting a punishment on that since the ncaa has clearly not taken a step to punish baylor for any of these infractions that have gone on i think that the big 12 taking a stance on this and doing it in a, a pretty fair way I think is a good good thing for the Big 12. I think it's a big statement, and I think it's the right direction for Big 12. You know, obviously we didn't have the best year in sports, but they're they're at least taking care of the things that they need to take care of. I'm great with this. Um, Zach, I hear everything you're saying, but I gotta tell you, I am not good with this because 25% is laughable. It comes out to about six million dollars a year to a, to a university. They throw away more food than that. Like, it, the penalty is not harsh enough, especially for a private university that charges the type of tuition that, that Baylor charges. Like, this is not... Oh, absolutely. This doesn't hurt Baylor that much. It doesn't send that big of a signal. It should be 50, 75, 100% of the shared <laughs> revenue. So, for me, I'm not good with it, although I agree with everything you just said. Yeah, you know, and Baylor's got a lot... Got they got a lot of ground to make up. They got a lot of things to improve and fix as far as procedure and and everything going on over there. It, it's a real shame because it was a great thing to watch, you know, and kind of see all that as it was affecting sports. But now finding all this out, this is just it's it's a true shame. And God, I wish Baylor the best of luck. I want them to fix this because it's just something that needs to be fixed at this point. And I wish the NCAA would come in and just. SMU them and just give them the death penalty already. Yeah, they really should. Just cut cut the program, let you fix it from the ground up. I mean, SMU... They're doing alright. That was less. Yeah, and they're back. Yeah. It only took a couple decades. Yeah, yeah the same no time deal. out. No big deal. <laughs> um, hey, let's let's end you good with that on a, on a lighter note. Um, UCLA, Joe Bruin, the mascot of the basketball team, really gets the university... Dropped his pants and quote unquote smacked his ass during an organs <laughs> free throw. I'm playing you the video right now. It's pretty hilarious, but I gotta ask you, are you good with that? Man, I I'm not good with this really at all. Honestly, this is late in the second half. Uh UCLA was trying to close this game out. Honestly. I've known plenty of mascots that have been females, so if this was a female, honestly, great joke. Props to you. That's impressive. I'm I'm glad you had, quote, the balls to pull that move. But, I mean, Joe, come on. You, you pull your pants down, you're mooning the guy, and then you give this half-ass kind of smack on your butt with both hands, kind of patting it, powdering it up, and then he makes the free throw anyway? I mean, give me... Give me some Antonio Brown. Give me a little twerk action. Give me a dance. Make it make it interesting. Make it a real distraction. As a heckler, I don't approve. I think there could have been more that could have been done. I'm just not good with this. It wasn't good enough, Joe. Um, so I will say, since his name is Joe Bruin, I think we should just be under the assumption that it, it is probably a male. That's fair. Um, and for me, I it's am... It's a male bear. I am good with this. Um, you know, he... The, the Joe Bruin went out of his way to try to make a play for the team. He can't make plays on the court. He's got to do his part. That's school spirit. 
It didn't work, which that's not really his fault either. You know, he tried his hardest. I've never seen that before, and it, it, it clearly didn't affect the game. He wasn't on the court. He didn't touch the ball. So for me, I am so good with it, and quite frankly, I hope we see more of it. I hope we see more mascots getting more creative with the way they de the distract players during free throws. I think it's hilarious. I see where you're coming from, Ballad. You're always a fan of the special teams plays. This is definitely a special teams play from Joe Bruin. <laughs> well, I'm the special teams of the podcast, it, so... Yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting. I just feel like there could have been more, you know? As a heckler, as someone trying to distract someone, get in their head, you gotta do more. Yeah. I'm, I'm good, I am good with elevating the level of competition as far I, as heckling goes. I think the bar's been set for mascots, and I think it can only go up from here. Ah, so we that was you good with that. That was still one of my favorite segments that we do. That was impressive. And I got to say, even without Spencer here, doesn't seem like we need him, honestly. I mean, it, it might have been running. It, we're running smooth. The clock is rolling. I think we're on time. I mean, just wait till we get chat on. I never really know if we're on time. I just listen to you guys bicker about it, but we're doing good. Without Spencer, there's no fighting. It's nothing to love in here. <laughs> uh, we have a Devil's Advocate segment. Another segment that's been fun for us. Oh, Devil's Advocate. This has always been a tough one. It's been pretty good because it's really challenged us, I think, over the last couple of weeks. I think we got another good one this week, Ballad. Yeah, and uh, I haven't had to, to to sit in the hot seat yet, which I'm really excited about, and I'm glad we flip the coins. I'm feeling lucky tonight. I'm feeling like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the coin. I'll let you call it. All right, all right. And but first, let's introduce the story. Um, Colorado University, uh, their defensive coordinator left to go to a different team, which has escaped me, and quite it really isn't that important for the sake of, of our segment. Uh, but they promoted a other coordinator to be the DC for the bowl game. Um, the there was a woman who has between the time of that then DC defensive coordinator being promoted to the bowl game reached out to the Colorado head coach Mac, uh, Mike McIntyre, uh, saying that that uh, that. He had domestically abused her. Uh, there was violence in the within the relationship, and the assistant Joe Tumkin, yes, yes, and uh, Mike McIntyre allowed that coach to coach the game, and then the university let him go just a, a week after that. So this seems like a pretty clear cut case. Um, let's flip a coin to see who's got to be the devil's advocate. Call it in the air. I'm going with heads. Oh, look at that. A oh. Nice, big, fat head. All, All right, Ballad. Right, so you're going to be playing devil's advocate here. Um, it's interesting because <clears throat> McIntyre just lost his actual defensive coordinator, whose name is Jim Leavitt, who took the job for Oregon. So That's right. Leavitt was no longer going to be coaching. He wasn't going to be a part of the bowl game. Um, and so really the next coach was Tumpkin and I feel like McIntyre really dropped the ball here and allowing Tumpkin to be a part of the program. I mean, especially if you're going to release him anyway, but this is a very interesting scenario considering McIntyre was already having to scramble for a DC for the bowl game. I think he made the wrong decision here, but Ballard, what did the devil's advocate have to say for Joe Tumpkin? Well, to start off, 
I'll say that I agree with everything you just said. Domestic abuse is a very serious issue and it should not be toyed around with. But as the devil's advocate, there's a few things in this story that I'd like to point out. First, uh, the ex-girlfriend who's unnamed in this report said she had a phone conversation with Coach McIntyre. If I'm Coach McIntyre, how do I know that that is even somebody that that DC is dating? Um, you know, I don't know how, how does she even get my phone number? How do these things happen? There's a lot of fake news out there. This person may have tried to been able to, you know, put up some fake news. And, and then beyond that, they lost the game in embarrassing fashion to Oklahoma State. Colorado, already big losers in this. Uh, they had to get rid of the guy anyways after that. So already down at DC. So, you know, I, I guess as the devil's advocate, it's it's kind of a situation of who do you believe? A random phone call you get versus the assistant coordinator you've been working with for a few years. It's a dice situation, but as the devil's advocate, that's my argument. Although I agree with everything you said in domestic violence is a very serious issue that we should not uh, ever condone it or endorse it. You know, I think we're going to have to get the domestic hotline number and start advertising this. We, I mean, it seems like we, should. we always talk about this. It's just something that seems to be coming up in sports. And I mean, it's something that's coming up in, in society in general. And it's just something that I think we want to bring awareness to so we can start to get away from that kind of thing. And this this, this is a dicey situation. You know, like you said, there's, there's a lot of variables going on. And I think in the time frame with as much as he's worrying about – He's got a lot of other things on his mind, but I think at the end of the day, at this point, you just got to take these things real seriously from the very beginning and just nip them in the butt as quickly as possible. Yep. Interesting. That, God, that is hard. I have uh, I have very underestimated That's a tough uh, one, what man. that, that devil advocate seat feels like. It is, because, I mean, it's something you just got to, you know you disagree with deep down inside, completely and wholly, and it's interesting, because there's always two sides to a story. And I think that's what makes that segment so great, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. The sad thing is that every week we're able to find a story for this segment. Very true. Very true. Um, but moving on, getting on to a little bit lighter note. You got the story ballad? Yeah. We're um, going to get into our new another segment that we started last week. It's called Let's Break This Down. Last okay. week was fun. Last week was fun. I got a lot of good feedback. We got another good story. Found this over the weekend. Uh, the St. Louis team bus driver goes missing during their game. What was this, last Wednesday night? Yep. So St. Louis traveled to St. Bonaventure to play a basketball game. Now, it's already embarrassing enough to lose 55-70 to 70 on the road. Mm -hmm. But then when you go to the locker room, to find out that your bus is missing, that's just depressing, man. I mean, that's just... All your stuff's on the bus, your your Game Boy, your iPod, all the necessities, really. Left on the bus, you don't know where it's at, you don't know what's going on. So St. Louis, thanks to their gracious hosts, got to stay in the gym, they got to hang out and try and figure things out. Well, it turns out the St. Louis bus driver took a little joyride uh, after they dropped the team off. The bus was located 40 miles away from the stadium, and the bus driver had been arrested for DUI. Uh, so the bus driver takes his bus, drives 40 miles, almost an hour away, and then goes drinking and tries to make it back to the game. They get pulled over, so 
The bus ends up being towed back to the stadium. All the players get their stuff. A new bus driver comes with a new bus, takes them to the airport. St. Louis gets to the airport around midnight to make their flight home back to St. Louis. I can't imagine that that was a great day, night, transition to the next day for anybody on the team. But Ballot, let's break this down. I mean... I have lots of questions about this. Driving 40 miles away to go drink? I mean, what what bar do you know that's on the road and you're just ready to go... Yeah, does this does get this, sauce, man? Does this bus driver have like a favorite bar that that she, her name's Linda, has to go to? Like, why you're the you're on a college campus? Almost all college campuses have a bar district. Why wouldn't you? If if you had to go drink, and again, we should say that we do not condone drinking and driving. But if you were really thirsty, and I've been there, you know, you could probably find a place that's pretty close to the to the stadium, right? Like. I'm thinking about Austin, Texas. If, if you're a bus driver there, you could stumble, you could crawl outside and find a bar to go to. 40 miles away, that's a long drive. That That is quite the drive. And honestly, if you're in Austin, Texas, you could find a brewery a stone's throw from pretty much anywhere you are. But I, I just, I can't get over this, man. She drove to Randolph, New York to go get sauced and then got pulled over by this New York State Police. State Police? You know that's never fun. My first ticket was a state trooper, and I mean, he was dead serious about his job. I'll tell you what. So, the report says also that she registered a blood alcohol content of .22. That's, I don't, I don't know the size of Linda. She's 56. I'm, you know, let's just assume she's average size. That's a lot of alcohol. So, if you break this down, she drove 40 miles away. And then drank enough within that short amount of time to get to a point two two, and then must have started to drive back. She must have been drinking really heavy stuff very quickly. The other thing is, we don't know that she didn't go to a bar that was closer and then just drove the wrong direction. Maybe she didn't go to a bar that was 40 miles away. She went to a bar that was very close <laughs> and just got completely wrong on the highway She's heading north when she's supposed to be heading south, and that's why she ends up 40 miles away. That's very possible. I mean, you can't, you can't forget your compass. If you're going to leave home, folks, just remember, bring your compass. It'll always get you home. Um, here's the other thing. The company, Grand Tours, had a bus and a driver somewhat ready to get this, this team back to the airport. Is this something that happens regularly? Like, I, I, I don't know. When was the last time you were on a bus? A couple years ago, I took a bus. I took a mega bus from Austin to Dallas before. It's not bad. I've taken a lot of like party buses, and the people who drive party buses are not good characters. I've always wondered if they are a hundred percent sober. I sometimes wonder if they're more sober than me. And when I get on a party bus, I'm not that sober. Do you think that Grand Tours just like ha- is this like something that happens regularly? They have a plan for this. Like they were ready to go. Like off. Oh, Linda blowing a 2.2 again, 40 miles away. Okay, you know, execute plan C. Like, this is... They seem like they were almost prepared, but at the same time, not prepared at all. Yeah, and I, I gotta tell you, there there are some better bars that seem relatively as close to where she was driving away. I mean, she was, she was on a road trip anyway. She could have gone to Chicago. 
for one of the longest bar, longest freestanding bars in all the country. It's 103 feet long. I mean, she could have got plenty of drinks there. You know, there's never a spot that's that's not open to get get served. To get a a point two two, you've got to be shooting tequila and whiskey every ten minutes. Like that's a that's a pretty drastic uh, BAC. Yeah, it's and, five times over the legal limit. Ah oh, man, which I'm kind of proud of her for. That's, that's kind of amazing. That's a pretty strict legal limit there in New York. Five times, so what? Point oh four. What is it in Texas? Point oh eight. Yeah, fucking pussies in New York. Yeah, man. Well, most of them don't drive, so I, f- I feel like two beers and they're like already confused at what they're doing anyway. But... Yeah, they're confused about everything. Yankees. Oh, actually, that's the um, that's the legal limit for a commercial license, according to the report that we're looking at. Okay, so a little bit stricter. You can have one beer. Sure. Um, but I gotta say, since since Linda brought this up and drinking is always our favorite, as we drink Strangeland Brew every week. A beer for any occasion. A beer for any occasion. Uh, the longest bar on the entire planet, and this is according to the last time it changed, which was a 1994 edition of Guinness World Book of Records, is at Put-In Bay in South Bass Island, Ohio. They have the world's longest permanent bar, 405 feet, 10 inches. Wow. Couldn't get in that extra foot, though. Yeah, I'm kind of ashamed. You know, two inches, I couldn't get that in there? She told me that once. Mm. That is tough. Um, I'm not sure if I'm mad at Linda or, or really proud of her. Like, I, I have just so many questions that are unanswered. Um, she's just clearly a rebel without a cause here. And she's probably in jail, so... I'm uh, sure. Linda, if you listen to our show, which I'm sure you do. I'm sure she's lost her license. And she should probably... <laughs> I'm sure a lot is in the can We'd right love now. to have you down for the show, but there's not a chance you could drive here. <laughs> Um, glad everyone safe though. No injuries. No injuries. I got to the airport, got home safe. St. John's. Better luck next time. Yep. Uh, that was, let's break this down. That's fun. That was a good one. So you got a new, new segment here, Ballad. This is brand new. We're going to check this out. Spencer's not here. Let's just do all this new stuff. Spencer's not here. And honestly, he deserves to be the first one. Our new segment is go to timeout and Spencer... When you when you listen to this, because I know you will, put yourself in timeout, man. You you messed up. We don't know what's going on. You're MIA. People are saying Valentine's Day got you. There's a lot of hearsay going on. We're we're trying to stand up for you, man. But we just don't know right now. We're not saying that. Pe- people are saying that though. People are talking. There have been reports. There have been reports. People are talking. They talk to us. Cause they don't. They know where you're at. Um, but yeah, introducing a new segment. It's called Go to Timeout. Uh, there are people in sports that need to go to timeout often. Um, this is going to be quick. Uh, it starts off with this first one, Zach. So, Army suspends and fines Jay Bateman for receiving leaked Wake Forest information. Do you remember this? This is football season. Wakey Leaks. They had the, uh, the Wake Forest uh, radio guy who leaked all the... Uh, play information to all those right. schools um the uh he was like their broadcaster for like the school radio or whatever like yeah. their, their he was a coordinator like, got like fired. the horns, yeah he was a coordinator got fired got given a job in radio and was salty about it so started leaking information on wake forest the thing i never understood about this is that what team needs to get information to beat wake forest like they're not good at football 
I guess Army is, it would be one of those teams, though. Well, I guess how petty is this guy? I mean, come on, man. You're you're leaking information to a, a subpar team? I mean, nobody's paying high dollar for this. I can't imagine that he's getting more than a nice steak dinner and a whiskey out of this, honestly. That's, that's terrible. And, Jay, Jay and, Bateman, put on the dunce cap. You're going to timeout. And in radio, you know, since all that steak and whiskey... That, that, that's like a, a week's salary. So yeah, no kidding. Um, on to our next go to timeout. Oregon co-defensive coordinator David Reeves resigns uh, because of a DUI. Uh, this one's kind of sad. Uh, DUIs, no good. That's dangerous. Uh, you're an adult, man. Get it together. Yeah, you're an adult who has a pretty decent job. Call a cab. Call your wife. Call your girlfriend. Get home safe, kids. This I. I just don't understand DUIs in this day and age, especially when, like, like Michael Floods, for example. Sure. You're a pro athlete. Mm-hmm. The NFL gives you resources to get drivers to take you home when you party too hard. Because guess what? You have millions of dollars. We know what you're going to do with that millions of dollars. And, and You're going to have a good time. And in, in 2017, with Uber and Lyft, like, there's no excuse to not get a ride home. None at all. And the worst thing about this is, as a coordinator for a football team, you are an example to these student athletes, yeah, like you, you've got to do the right thing here. Yeah, you got to roll home, David. You, you got to lead by example. If you got to walk home at four in the morning, you got to walk home at four in the morning. Sometimes life is tough, but you pick up your boots and you move on. I've walked home. I walked home a few times in Texas State from the square, about yeah. three and a half miles. And it's all uphill. It's <laughs> both, all uphill there. Both ways. Yeah, for sure. Um, this one's funny. You want to you want to introduce this one? This one's a great one. Malik Dime, I gotta put you in timeout. I, I feel like a parent who just watched their kid do something really disruptive, really not appropriate. But damn it, if it's not hilarious at the same time. Washington's Malik Dime. Washington traveled to Colorado last week to play a basketball game. Malik Dime and the Washington Huskies were getting heckled by a student heckler who was close enough to all the action. And I gotta say, I talked about this earlier. Heckling is my favorite thing. And the fact that this guy, this kid got in Malik Dimes' head, it just makes me proud. It makes me proud of hecklers everywhere. Malik Dime ends up slapping this kid on the way to the locker room at halftime. I gotta say, sometimes when you're close to the fire, you get burnt. And this kid got a whole taste of coals in his face. I'll tell you what, Malik Dimes slapped this kid. I haven't seen a video for it. I don't think there is one. Because if there was, I feel like we would have seen it by now. I would have seen it by now. I've been looking for it, too. Man, i got to punish you, Malik. You're going to have to sit in timeout. But I'm telling all my friends about this. This was hilarious. Yeah, you got to go to timeout, but only for a little bit. Because I am... If this was Are You Good With That, I would have been so good with that. Oh, I absolutely would have been on board with that. I mean, this this is a great story. We, we saw this over the weekend, and it was hilarious, man. I, I was dying laughing every single time i read it because i read it multiple times it's great i was looking for the video all weekend and you know what i'll give it to the student out or the the student who got slapped um he was asked to comment on being slapped and his response everything's been made right because washington lost the game so i'm hats off to the to the student who i was heckling enough to uh to get dime to slap him and 
you know, Colorado winning the game is... And he is, said everything's cool. I know. It was great, man. Hey, he was like, you know what? I don't care if we won the game. He was probably drunk enough to not feel it. Who cares? <laughs> um, that was Go to Timeout, another segment that I think I'm going to really enjoy. We're flowing pretty good right now. Uh, so we're going to get into our Week 12 Power Rankings now uh, and then get into some first impressions a little later on. But we got a special guest for everybody uh, without our, our fearless leader, Spencer, who's, again, missing in action. It's tears may be shed here by the end of the show. Probably not. I don't know, but don't count on it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> but uh, we're bringing in our college basketball analyst, our favorite guest, specialist on the show, Chad Goodall. Welcome to Sports Buzz, man. Good to have you, man. How 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 you been this past week? Oh man, you know I've been pretty pretty good, pretty good. Coming off that high of the Super Bowl and no football last weekend was kind of a drag, but uh, you know just just enjoying uh, this you know made up holiday of having to love your significant other. So everything's going well. What yeah, about you guys. Uh, you know. This made-up holiday got us a little shook, but, you know, we said the show must go on. We took care of our ladies. We treated them right. We showed up to work, and, and we're here, man. It's we're, we're having a good time. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. So uh, getting into these Week 12 Power Rankings, Chad, uh, we got our top dogs again, the Kansas Jayhawks. What do you think about that after the week they've had? Yeah, man, uh, Kansas has been really good. Uh, they show that grit. They show that fight. You got to like Frank Mason for uh, for uh, John Wooden Award of the Year. He, he's been having a great year so far. Um, getting into our number two, we got the Villanova Wildcats holding their spot. One and two has not changed since last week. What have you seen out of Villanova this last week? playing with such good consistency it's great to see it off of a championship run last year it's really good to see Villanova back on top um so the three four and five bringing back your Gonzaga Zags they hold the three spot staying undefeated uh followed by the Baylor Bears at four who are sitting at 20 and one right now and have moved up a spot Arizona Wildcats they get into the top five this week um they're also 20 and two 
What do you think about Arizona and Baylor? That's correct. So, yes. so I think they're both going to draw. I think uh, Baylor's loss was was worse than Arizona's, just because they lost to an unranked bottom of the barrel Big Twelve team. I say bottom of the barrel. Um, you know, their tech is down there um, at the bottom of the Big Twelve. Uh, so that's going to hurt them. I think they're going to move out of the top five for sure after that loss. Um, but I like the way Baylor plays. I think Baylor is a matchup problem for a team like Gonzaga. I think if Gonzaga and Baylor played in the tournament, Baylor wins that game going away because they're just so much more athletic than Gonzaga is. Um, you know, Gonzaga really works it inside out. That's how they play the game, and Baylor would disrupt that lickety split. So I think Baylor is a huge matchup problem for someone down the stretch. Arizona's been playing really good, too. They've they, you know, they beaten some really good teams. I just find it that their consistency on the defensive end is just not there all game. So they've let a lot of teams kind of stay close. Um, that could hurt them coming down into the tournament. So, uh, once again, if, if, if I had to pick out of those three teams, um, I would pick Baylor over those three just because of the athletic side of Baylor. Um, but I wouldn't count Gonzaga out. I think this is their year. going to be one of their years uh, to go far in the tournament. This is definitely the year for them to do that. Chad, I, I hate hearing you say that since I got futures on Arizona. Is is Arizona someone that you, you're looking to sleep on or, or you just don't love them? I, I, I just don't love them. Um, you know, the few times I've seen them play, they've kind of disappointed me in some aspects of their game. Uh, like I said, the defensive letdowns, you know, are, are just too much for me. Um, I do like them. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think they have great chemistry when they're playing well. Um, we'll see how they rebound after the loss that they just had um, and see if they can come out strong uh, to finish off the season because everyone knows you get hot in February and that you never know what's going to happen in March. Yeah, and, and their two big losses have been Gonzaga and Los Angeles and then at Oregon. And, and, you know, those are two really good teams that we're looking at in late in March Madness. So should be interesting. The Wildcats are making a great run. Uh, rounding out our top 10, 6 through 10, we got the Louisville Cardinals at 6, making a big splash, jumping from 14 to 6 from last week. They got a huge win at Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, I think it was at home against Pittsburgh. Either way, 106 to 51, and then they turned around and stomped NC State by 25. Rick Pitino looks like he's got a good team this year. You got, and then Chad, you had comments on the Louisville Syracuse game. I didn't get to watch it. Zach, did you did you catch it? I I did not get to catch this one. I was on the way out as soon as Chad was like, "This game's going into overtime." Chad, tell us about the game. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, right out of the gate, Louisville jumped up by ten early. Uh, of course, Syracuse battled back, being the cues that they are. That that two three defense uh, just causing havoc. Um, they cut the lead down to they cut the lead to four uh, going into halftime. So Louisville was up four and half. Um, the second half was back and forth the entire time. Uh, it was a great game to watch. You had Adelaide getting thrown 
Um, I love I love the Syracuse. The, I love the just Bayheim defense, man. I think you know they're one of the few teams that just run zone strategically the entire game, uh, and it causes havoc for people. They don't know how to handle it. Um, so it was back and forth the whole time. Um, with a minute left in the game, uh, Louisville throws it up, or Louisville has a shot. Jalen Johnson uh, with a massive putback with about 46 seconds left on the clock. Um, I think that's that. There's about a minute left on the clock. Man, once that happened, it kind of felt like all the air in the building just kind of went out. Um, you know, it was it was Louisville up by three at that point. Um, you could tell that, yeah, Syracuse has been in this position before, so you could tell that they were up to do something. So John Gillen comes down and says, I'm silky smooth, boys. Give me the ball. Barry's a three, descended into overtime. Um, it, it was great. Uh, to start overtime, Louisville you know, was up by as, most, as much as seven um, in that overtime period. Uh, Syracuse battled back. Tyler Rob- Robertson got fouled with 2.7 seconds left on the clock when they were down two. So Syracuse is down two. This guy gets fouled, goes to the line, has a chance to send it to double overtime. Missed both of his foul shots. Louisville wins the game. Awful. Yeah, so you think about it, and this is something that when you get into the tournament, you have to make your free throws. I mean, they're free, guys. You just got to make your free throws. So, heartbreaking loss, especially with that big Syracuse, the upset there. Um, You know, huge, you know, conference game. Give props to Louisville for pulling off the close game. Um, However, I think that that number six ranking is a little bit too high for them. Uh, I think they'll come back down to earth at some point, um, but six is pretty high for Louisville, in my opinion. I think UCLA, Kentucky, and Florida State, and Oregon, for that matter, are better than Louisville right now. Yeah, appreciate you uh, recapping that game for us. Uh, Chad, we got four left in the top ten. UCLA Bruins at seven, Kentucky at eight, Florida State at nine, Oregon at ten. Uh, of those four, uh, which stick out to you of who should be there and, and maybe who's a little overrated? So, I like UCLA. I'll get back to them in a second. I think Kentucky is playing pretty well um, ever since they came off that loss to Kansas. I think they've kind of found a little bit of something uh, going for them. Uh, they're, they're so young on that team. It's, it's so hard. Think about if these guys that were on Kentucky State for two more years. Yeah. Would we even be talking about who's going to be number one? No. I mean, these guys would run the table. Uh, so, I, I like where they're at. I think that it's a good spot at eight. Um, the, the team that I think on this list that's overrated is Florida State. They're, they're long. They're athletic. Uh, I mean, they run fast, kind of like Baylor does. I love what they do on the defensive end. Um, they're just, they're, they're really raw, and it's hard for me to see them at nine. Uh, Oregon, I mean, what can you say about Oregon? They've had huge wins this year. You know, they got a player um, that could be the difference maker down the stretch, which we'll wait and see, but I really like them. So, I think that out of all these top ten teams, I think UCLA 
is going to be my underdog favorite to have a one seed in the tournament. I really like what Alonzo Ball is doing there. Um, they're playing phenomenal basketball right now, especially with the win over Oregon. Uh, they look really good. So um, I would say UCLA as a sleeper one pick. If they're not a one pick, I would count them as a sleeper to do some damage in the tournament for sure. God, I hate hearing you say that uh, the Florida State's overrated. It's one of my uh, that's one of my futures, Chad. You got me, got me all worried oh, no. now. Oh no! Yeah, but I mean, they play good basketball. They play good basketball to this point. Um, it's just you, you see in their losses, they haven't even really been in the games. So you're gonna find a team, and, and that's what the tournament's all about. It's all about matchups. So depending on where they get and who, what draw they get in the tournament. They could have a very successful run, or they could be beat out early. Yeah, that's that's very true. And uh, Florida State, you know, they've been so up and down all year. It just really depends on that matchup. Because you look at them this last week against Notre Dame, they take a tough loss. And, and Notre Dame obviously bouncing back, it's really good for them. I, I'm really... It's, it's that, a signature win for them to even get into, you know, the top, you know I, I think Notre Dame should be a top 25 team after that performance. But they have lost, you know, they did lost... And especially since they lost it in Tallahassee the last time. Uh, I'm really interested in that UCLA team, man. I'm really high on Lonzo Ball and the rest of the Bruins. But, man, if they can show that they can play some defense down the stretch in the tournament, they're going to be a really dangerous team late in the year. No, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And especially because they have a closer in Lonzo Ball. I mean, he's playing lights out. I, over his last you know, four games, he's averaging over 20 points and six assists. Yeah, it's been yeah, absolutely it's crazy. Well. It's been crazy. Um, so that that wraps up our power rankings. Uh, it was a solid top ten. Great analysis from Chad, obviously. Always. Uh, Ballad, let's get into our first impressions. Let's get our weekly picks. Chad's going to take the place of Spencer this week because Spencer just... We don't know. There's lots of rumors going around. We don't know what to believe, but let's get into these picks, man. Well, before we get into the picks, I just want to say, uh, Chad... You you did you did all right last week. You made some picks with us over the phone. You went eight out of out of uh, sixteen. That that's that's pretty good. Five hundred. If if you're betting money on that, you know you're you're not mad at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not. I'm breaking even. I'm breaking even. <laughs> uh, you haven't heard this yet. Uh, so that went to overtime and uh, were really good games though. So some of those games could have went either way. It, it was a great week in college basketball. And, and one game I want to commend you on, you picked uh, Villanova over Xavier, and you predicted, I have it written down, that Villanova would at least win by 12. Uh, they blew out Xavier. Nice pick there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was almost close on the Lonzo Ball one, too. He should have scored three more points. <laughs> yeah, you were real close on West Virginia, too. That would have that broke all our backs. Uh, Chad, you'll hear this uh, when you listen to the show, but you and Spencer tied 8 out of 16. Uh, Zach has been consistent, uh, went 5 for 13 this week, or 5 for 16, and I, I won the week, 13 out of 16. So uh, getting into first impressions, let's see how this goes. 13 out of 16. Not bad, eh? Taking the homework. <laughs> Doing the homework. 
Uh, first game we got on the slate, we got number 18, Duke, traveling to Virginia to take on number 12. Uh, this game is tomorrow night. Uh, Chad, what's your first impression? Duke is rolling right now. The kid that shall not be named that acts like a little child <laughs> is actually playing really good basketball right now. So I'd like the Duke Blue Devils to win at Virginia. Uh, Zach, what about you? What's your first impression? Uh, he who shall not be named had a great game against North Carolina. However, I feel like a tantrum is in the future. I'm going with the Cavaliers, Virginia at home. There you go. I'm going to echo Zach. I've, I've been giving them those home teams the edge all year, and it's been good to me. I'm going to take Virginia in this one. Uh, let's move to the Big 12, Chad. We got Kansas going to Waco to take on Baylor. Uh, Chad, what's your first impression? Oh, this is, this could be a potential Final Four game right here. Uh, I really like both teams for different aspects of what they bring to the table. Um, it's hard for me to go against Kansas with the way they close out both games. So, I'm taking Kansas on the road. Uh, what about you, Zach? What's your first impression? Yeah, I'm going to echo Chad on this one, watching what Kansas did to West Virginia to fight and grit and just get back in that game. I'm going with Kansas on the road. <sighs> I wish you guys didn't make me do this, but I'm going to play the home dog. I don't want them to win, but I got Baylor in this one. Underrated, at home, Big 12 matchup. Um, I think in the in the March Madness tournament, if it's a Final Four, Kansas takes it, but in this one, I'm giving it to Baylor. Uh, Chad, Virginia. Traveling to North Carolina, same night as the Kansas-Baylor game. What's your first impression? Uh, North Carolina's going to bounce back and win home. There you go, Zach. What about you? What's your first impression? Not so fast, my friend. Virginia has been playing with a tremendous fire all season. I really like what Virginia has done all year. Seeing North Carolina get exposed by Duke, I got Virginia over Duke. I'm going Virginia over North Carolina. Yeah, so um, after Virginia beats Duke at home, I think they're going to be too high off that game. Um, I see North Carolina taking this one at home. Uh, Chad, swinging it back to you, we got Maryland going to see Wisconsin the next night. Uh, Chad, what's your first impression? I'm, I'm marking that down. I like it. Yeah, and it is Valentine's Day, so Chad's got a slight lean on this one. I know that. I'm with him, though. I'm eating cheese. It's the 19th. I'm all Wisconsin here. Hey, since we got Chad on the phone on Valentine's Day, making time for the podcast, even though it's a holiday, I'll give the edge to the Sass Sisters. I want Wisconsin at home, too. Uh, next game we got, we got South Carolina. Traveling to the swamp to play the Gators. Uh, Chad, what's your first impression? I really like the way that Florida is playing basketball right now. They have been on a tear the past four games. I really like them right now. I'm taking them at home. Uh, it's hard for me to say if they're going to win big or small, uh, but I really like what they're doing. So I wouldn't be surprised if they won big, uh, but I think this might be a closer game than what we think. I'm with you there. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I like the consistency I've, I've seen produced out of South Carolina a little bit more this year. They lost a close one last week, 
I'm going to go South Carolina on the road. I'm going to give them the upset over Florida. I, I think they've just been playing a little bit better, and Florida's just too much of a roller coaster for me. You know, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't know much about either of these teams, uh, so I'm going to take the home player here. <laughs> give me the Gators in this one, and I'll say just for fun that it's going to be big. Give me, give it to me by 10. Oh. oh. High roller hey, here. Just let you know, Florida won tonight by 15, I think. So hey. they've been playing really good basketball. Hey, I mean, Ballard goes to Vegas once and he just loses all control, so we'll see what happens. Didn't lose any money, so I'm all right. <laughs> hey. Well, when the, when the man starts going 13 for 16 on games, you need to start putting big or small on that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chad, here's the games I didn't send you. Uh, Creighton versus Seton Hall. What's your first impression? Creighton versus Seton Hall? Yes, sir. Yeah, he, he's been out for a while now. I like what Creighton's been doing. I think, I'm pretty sure this is a rivalry game too. Yeah. But I got Creighton yep. in this one. I'll take the home player in this one. Uh, although Seton Hall, you know, not a household name. Um, I, I see them uh, showing out for the, the rivalry game. Uh, Chad, our next first impression, St. John's going to Butler. What's your first impression? You're right about Butler needing to win, Chad. I think the Bulldogs get it done. I'm a Celtics fan, so I do love me some Brad Stevens. Going with Butler, the home dog. I like St. John's in this game. Uh, Chad, another one for, for your lady. We got Wisconsin traveling to Michigan. Uh, give it to me. What's your first impression? There you go. Uh, Zach, what about you? What's your first impression? It seems like it's an all Sass Sisters promo show. I'm going Wisconsin as well. I will echo you guys. I cannot go against the Sass Sisters. They've just been too good to me. Uh, Chad, we got Utah traveling to Eugene to play Oregon. Uh, tell me, what's your first impression? Oh, Oregon's going to dominate that game from start to finish. Um, I think it might be close in the first half, but Oregon's going to run away. Yeah, I think the Ducks bounce back going home. They like the floor. It's multicolored. It's terrible to watch. But I got the Ducks winning this one. We agree we here. That that's probably the, best, the worst court in college basketball. It's like the best worst court because I hate those style courts. I'm glad A&M changed their court back because that is awful to look at. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got a few more. We got Villanova traveling over to Seton Hall. Chad, what's your first impression? Oh, Villanova by 15. Yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree with Chad there. That's Villanova big, for sure. I, I'm taking Seton Hall in this one. I see Villanova overlooking this game. Seton Hall has been good in the past. I think they can just bring a game together in a, in a game that Villanova's not quite that excited for. Uh, Chad, another Big Ten or Big Twelve matchup: Texas Tech going to Waco to play Baylor. Uh, what's your first impression? Baylor is going to get revenge, and it's going to be mighty. 
Baylor is going to dominate this game at home. Uh, as much as I dislike the University at Baylor right now with everything they have going on, hopefully their student body shows up and supports these guys and makes it almost unbearable for Tech to be in the building. Uh, I like Waco, or I like uh, Baylor by ten. Yeah, it was impressive what Tech did to Baylor at home. I don't see them doing it the same way on the road. I got Baylor in this one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Baylor in this game too, although I don't like it. Uh, Chad, we got Michigan State traveling to play Purdue, a team that's you know kind of new on the on the scene. Uh, give it to me. What's your first impression? Hey, I told you at the beginning of the year, Purdue could make a run. I like Purdue. They went at home. You know what? I, I really like Purdue this year, too. They're, they're not really a household name. They're not a team that people are are used to seeing uh, when it comes to to big, you know, college basketball. But, I mean, they've just been so good this year, and, and it's hard to bet against them. Um, Zach, tell me, Michigan State at Purdue, what's your first impression? You know, I picked against Purdue last week. It was a huge mistake. I'm going to go with Purdue this week. All righty, Chad. Get on the bandwagon. <laughs> Chad, we got a Texas matchup. We got SMU traveling to Houston. What's your first impression? Oh. Traveling to Houston. Uh, I'm going to take Texas. Uh, you should gotta go try to check the, uh, ch- uh, grab this game. Yeah, I, you guys want to come down? So I will take <laughs> SMU in this game. Uh, I don't know much about Houston. Um, so I'm going to go SMU. Yeah, it's funny. I've actually caught a couple of SMU basketball games by mistake this year. <laughs> SMU actually looks pretty decent. Their they're squad's together. Uh, they play really well together. I'm going to go with SMU on the road. Um, I'll take Houston at home. And, Chad, to answer your question, I'd love to come in town, but i got plans this week. I'm not going to make it. But if you, uh, if you get out there, uh, we'd love to get a report from you next week on it. I'll send it to you. I'm not sure either. I, I, I just don't have it in front of me. Uh, well, I got plans too. I'm going to be at Strangeland Brewery on Saturday night. That's yeah, what I'm talking boy. about, baby. That's what we like. Hey. Breaking news. Breaking news. Um, we got three more games, Chad. Uh, USC traveling to UCLA. They don't got to travel that far. An LA rivalry. Uh, what's your first impression on this one? Yeah, uh, you're not going to catch me on this show not picking UCLA. I'm going with the Bruins at home. I like them. Yes, we agree on this game. Although I will say that um, USC just got a new uh, player back from injury that's been pretty good for them. I don't know his name, so the analysis isn't that good. But <laughs> just watch out. This guy, this game might be closer than you guys think it's going to be. Yeah, well, if he's coming off the injury, it's going to take him a little while to get back into the flow of things. Um, and UCLA is clicking on all cylinders right now, so, um... They do got three RGWs that really step up. It's true. Uh, two more games, Chad. Uh, we got Georgetown going to Creighton. Uh, give it to me. What's your first impression? Uh, Georgetown going to Creighton. 
he's being upset. Uh, Georgetown hasn't done much all year, but you never know. Creighton could sleep on him. So I'll take the upset on this one. Uh, man, I liked Creighton on the road at Seton Hall. I like him a little bit more at home. I'm going to go with Creighton on this one. Uh, Chad, I echo you. I think this could be an upset. I think maybe Creighton sleeps on Georgetown. They're a traditionally pretty good team, and they get pretty good talent. So I'm taking Georgetown as well. Uh, last game, let's end it with the Big 12 matchup with our favorite team, Texas, taking on the Mountaineers, West Virginia. It is in Morgantown. Chad, what's your first impression? As much as I would love to pick Texas to win this game, do you guys know how many road games they've won this year? Big old zero. Zero. They are zero and 11 on the road. I got to go with West Virginia. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Chad. I do think Texas keeps us close. They've kept a lot of games close all year. I think this is just another one for the, the notebook, the diary. We were in the fight, and then we blew it. I got West Virginia. Yeah, unfortunately, i got to agree with you guys. I'll be cheering for the horns, as I'm sure both of you will be as well. Absolutely. But uh, I think Press Virginia is going is, is gonna to make this an ugly one. Absolutely. Well, well, that was first impressions. Chad, you gave us a great insight onto our Week 12 power rankings. As always, you've got the best news. You've got the best insight on all this college basketball. I don't know what I'm talking about, but you certainly do. And it's always a pleasure to have you on here, man. I appreciate it, guys. Chad, we're going to get you back on for the pro show if you still got time for us. Absolutely, man. That's that's a for sure thing. We'll get you on next time. Anytime we need you, we always know you're a call away. Thanks again, Chad. It was a great time. Absolutely, guys. Y'all go. Take care. So that was our college basketball analyst, our insider on all the all the news and information. Chad Goodall. Always a pleasure to have him on. And a good friend, so I love love hearing from Chad. Chad, thanks for joining us. We're going to get him back on for the pro show. Make sure you check that out. It's going to be released uh, Thursday night, announced on Friday morning, uh, for those listening to the, the show right now. Um, hey, should we get into our, uh, our nightcap? Let's close it out, man. Let's get into our final segment. We're going to get into our nightcap. As always, sponsored by the beautiful, the delicious Strangeland Brewery. A beer for any occasion. Um, I'll say uh, we are going way over on time. Yeah, without Spencer, we had a great time, and that was a full beer. I gotta I, tell you what. I, I wish I could see <laughs> Spencer's face when he sees me post this episode, and that it's gonna be probably an hour and thirty minutes. It's, <laughs> uh, that'll make if I could see his face, that would that would make me laugh. I mean, if only he would have enjoyed this show with us, it, it could have been that much better. We had a lot to talk about, a lot of new segments. Yeah, but. Uh, as always, we like to do our weekly Dickie V Awards. We got Dickie V in the house with us. It's always a pleasure. Dickie V, let's just get right into it. Who's your player of the week? Oh, my player of the week is Jacob Wiley of the Eastern Wisconsin Eagles. Forward average 41.5 points, 14.5 rebounds, 
Hit 13 from 46 from field goal attempts and two wins. Are you kidding me? It's amazing. It's my player of the week. Ah, oh, Dickie V, thank you so much for that. Um, Dickie V, if you could, uh, what's your team of the week? Absolutely, baby. We got the Florida Gators this week. The Gators blew out Kentucky. Can you say it with me, folks? That's Upset City, baby! Dickie V, as always, coming in with the hot takes. Who's your coach of the week? My coach of the week, it's Jim Bay. I'm of the Syracuse Orange. He's a good friend of mine. I've been working for him a really long time. He earned his 1,000th win on the court beating Virginia. That's an upset city, baby! Jim, great job. Continue the good work. Oh, Dickie V, thank you so much for uh, for giving us the coach of the week. Uh, Dickie V, can you give us the, the shock of the week? I tell you what, baby, this week a shock of the week is Iowa State over Kansas. The Cyclones ended the Jayhawks 51 game win streak at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Can you say it with me, folks? It's Upset City, baby! Dickie V, you always have the classics. Get us home. Tell us, Dickie V, who's the freshman of the week? Diaper Dandy. The Diaper Dandy, it's TJ Lee from UCLA. He averaged 26 points, 12 rebounds, hitting 21 from 31 out of 31 field goals. Holy cow, watch out, March Madness, here it comes. The Diaper Dandy, TJ Lee, what a week for you. Wow, Dickie V, that, I'm always impressed. Every week you give us the best of the best. Thanks for the weekly awards, Dickie V. I gotta say, that was tremendous. It's hard to get him every week. Yeah, but he comes through for us, and his one Strangeland brew, he just makes it happen. He loves Strangeland. He does love it. Uh, and, and just to round this out, our last topic for tonight, I just want to talk about the bright spot in Longhorns burnt orange sports right now. Texas women's basketball just beat Florida State on the road in double overtime. Nice. Just after they beat Baylor. It's been a tremendous run right now. They're on a 19-game winning streak. The second longest the second longest active streak right now in women's college basketball. Only second to the great UConn Huskies. They just got their 100th straight win, so that's a force to be reckoned with. But to be number two behind that, that's really great. I tell you, man, this this Texas women's team, they just keep fighting, they keep digging, and, and they find a way to win these games. And they convince you every week they're worth the watch, they're worth the fight. It's a great thing. I don't I don't know if you've seen much of this ballad, but it's been amazing. I don't get to watch as much sports as I'd like to, and I definitely get to don't get to watch as much women's basketball as I'd probably like to, but uh, I hope they can make a run, and we'll continue to talk about them um, yeah, hope, as long as they're doing well. Yeah, hopefully we'll see them late in March Madness, hopefully a Final Four, if not a championship matchup. That would be amazing. It would be great for Texas sports considering the uh, kind of the environment we're in right now. Absolutely. Women's sports in Texas seem to be top dog right now. Like that Tower Orange, baby. Let's yeah, go. Let's get it going. Someone's got to do it. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for our show uh, from all of us here in the beautiful home of Zach Ballad. And all of us not here. And all of us not here. If if you know where Spencer is, please tell us. I'm tired of these rumors. I don't want to believe them. There have been reports that that I'm not going to repeat. But it's Valentine's Day. I just can't say it. And I've, I've, I've heard things. But I, I won't say it again. 
Uh, but Spencer, um, send us a smoke signal. Let us know that you're okay. Uh, Any, we, anything. We need you back. Anything will do. We miss our fearless leader. But from all of us here at Sports Buzz, sponsored by Strangeland Brewery, the best, the tastiest. Yep. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I'm your host, Zach Shannon A. Our producer, Zach Ballad. I host the podcast. It's been a fun time, man. But uh, this has been another episode for the college show of Sports Buzz. And we are out. Peace. This party is officially over.